We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. (laughs) This is a house of learning doctors. Follow The Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to The Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I am joined on the Green Room app tonight with none other than Taylor Peterson. Got to uh, watch Lou Dort play basketball, so today was a good day. There you go. We also have Nick Crane along for the ride. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Seeing Lou pick up full court, it's just like, it's so exciting. That second half performance defensively was just absolutely like the epitome. They, they were calling it the Dorchard Chamber the entire time on the on the podcast. It's officially stuck. Uh, pretty awesome. Hey, uh, I just enjoy watching. I enjoy watching Lou Dort play with his future Thunder teammate Nikhil Alexander Walker. Oh my gosh, Nikhil had an absolute wild, incredible stretch there in the first quarter. He came in. Uh, Team Canada was really struggling. Uh, you could tell they hadn't really played together before compared to. Uh, Patino's grease team who had and um, and Nikel comes in and hits 10, gets 10 points and I think it was three minutes was driving to the rim with shades of Shea which was I mean just incredible and then just got hot from three there for a little bit and hit two consecutive threes um, really kept him in the game there in that first quarter and then from there Team Canada got it together in the second half they're a fun bunch to watch I like it I'm cheering for Team Canada does that make That's me anti-American? Right. <laughs> no, it just makes you actually want content. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. True, Nick. True. Uh, All right, well, speaking of content, we are live on the Green Room app today. If you guys do not already have that app and you're listening to the podcast version of this, we highly suggest that you download it. Come join us uh, on these different weekday evenings as we host live pods, hangouts, etc. Today, though, gentlemen... With not a ton of content, yes, we could break down every mock draft out there. We could talk about how my beloved Scotty Barnes is uh, climbing faster than, I don't know, in sync up the billboards in the 90s. 
uh, Scotty is just skyrocketing up. We could talk about that, but we're not. <laughs> Instead, we are going to play a podcast favorite segment of mine uh, called Fact or Fiction. Now, this one is really simple. I am going to make a statement to Nick and Taylor, and then Nick and Taylor are going to tell me if that statement is a fact, meaning they're predicting it to come to fruition, or if it's fiction, meaning it's not going to happen and I'm just out of my mind. Uh, And then for each of these, after we choose fact or fiction, we can debate uh, why we think that and kind of get deeper into some conversations here. So I'm really excited for this. I, I feel like every time we do this, we get some some really good ideas and thoughts out here. And to the people that are joining us on the Green Room app, uh, you all can get in listener submissions. So if you want to drop one in the chat, please do so. If you want to come up on stage and ask us a fact or fiction question, uh, please do so as well. And for those of you listening to podcast version, Join Green Room so you can be a part of some of these podcasts live with us. So, Nick, Taylor, are you guys ready? Ready. Let's make it happen. The first one, Nick, fact or fiction? I think at one time we were going to rename this segment Cap or No Cap, and I love it, uh, especially if our demographic is solely 18 to (laughs) 24-year-olds. If it's anybody older, I think we're in trouble. Nick, hey, the, the fax machine emoji is just as popular. <laughs> there you go. All right, Nick, fact or fiction? The Thunder make a trade on draft night. I think that is an absolute fact. Um, don't think, I mean, that doesn't mean it's going to be something major. Um, I did a little bit of digging on this actually earlier today. Um, and we have on the pod as well with the 11 ish players under contract next season. I realize a couple of those guys are non guaranteed, but considering there's 11 guys, um, under contract, there's two potential international guys looking to come over. Um, you've got two restricted free agents, like just, just those guys there. If you bring all those guys in, that's 15, you've got a bunch of cap space. You've got to hit that floor. You presumably have to sign a few guys. You've got six draft picks. Like, do the math. Something has to happen. Um, and as we all know, draft night tends to be uh, one of the more active nights when it comes to trades. And it makes sense because something like a second-round pick is probably most attractive on draft night when a team says, oh, wow, a guy is here at 36 or 55 that we didn't expect. Let's go ahead and pull the tra- Taylor, do you agree with Nick um, that a trade will happen for the Thunder on draft night? I uh, have dogs going crazy, and they, they just stopped temporarily as soon as you said that. So knock on wood, hopefully we're okay, but they might start back up again. Uh, I'm the dog whisperer. At them. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, sorry, I just got another notification about Giannis too. No, I am full of grants with Nick. Um, in fact, Jacob, you and I were having a conversation in the Slack, and Nick, I think you actually jumped in towards the end of it. Um, when we were discussing potential opportunities for them to move up. Um, again, given – and Jacob, you've talked a lot about this over the past week or so, um, really since the lottery. You look back on Presti's draft history, and he certainly always tries to be aggressive, and he often tries to trade up where he can. Um, he also said as much in his his uh, postseason – or, yeah, postseason exit or season exit whatever, interview, whatever you want to call it. Some some targets that I'm kind of looking at here, 
Um, I mean, obviously that 16 and 18 pick is pretty big. It's going to be very tough for OKC to package six and move up. Again, all the reporting that we're seeing, you mentioned this to me today, Jacob, um, just not a lot of talk about any teams willing to really move out of the, the top five. Um, much more likely that teams move up <laughs> if possible. Like you could see it, for example, let's say Detroit. Um, I, I forget who, I think it was uh, Jonathan uh, Galoni and his mock draft that he had men- mentioned that, you know, if Detroit decides, for example, to go with Jalen Green and let's say Houston is set on Mobley and Cleveland really wants Cade, then Cleveland could, could trade their number three pick and an asset and Detroit could trade back, still get green and get an asset, an additional asset that they wouldn't otherwise have if Detroit would pick uh, green at number one. That's an example. Now for OKC, it's going to be tough to get in that top five unless they're willing to part with like Poku or even Dort in addition to a plethora of draft picks, uh, future draft picks. I'm not entirely sure if that's worth it. It just kind of depends where some of these players are taken. But looking at that 16th and 18th pick, like we talked about, 16th from Boston that we got in the Horford trade, 18 we got from Miami. Um, some teams that I'm looking at are like, for example, well, this is probably the highest, but Golden State of seven is really interesting. Um, they want some win-now players. Kimba doesn't really make a lot of sense there. We don't I, – I mean, I don't know. That's kind of tough. But I can see Golden State being active. Um, New Orleans at 10 is somebody that you mentioned, Jacob. I think that's really interesting as well. I think Charlotte's going to want to keep 11. But then um, like Indiana at 13, again, another team really kind of trying to win now. Um, I saw where – uh, Sabonis was interviewed overseas or was on a podcast or something recently and mentioned how he kind of felt like this was the last uh, season for th- their current group that they have with this new coach kind of make a push for the playoffs or else hey, he kind of feels like they might be broken up. Uh, a team that's trying to win now like that, pick number 13, 16, 18, probably gets you 13 if Presley feels like there's a player in that range that's worth it uh, getting up those two picks. So all that to say, I think Oklahoma City will absolutely trade up in this draft. Yeah, I mentioned this on Sunday night's episode that uh, had Kamiar and Silva and I on it. Uh, I want to mention it here for you two as well, though, as far as trading draft picks to move up. Uh, Nick, you mentioned that that Sam Presti does have a history of trying to move up in the draft. Uh, last year, 2020, we had that podcast where Jonathan Gavoni said that OKC was in play to trade up for LaMelo Ball. 2019, friend of the pod Jake Fisher uh, reported at, at draft time that OKC was aggressively shopping Steven Adams, presumably to move up in the draft. 2016 uh, was the year that we had the OKC rumored to have a trade with Toronto. It fell through, and the Thunder end up making a trade with Orlando to move up to pick 11 to get Sabonis. They also got Victor Oladipo in that trade. Uh, 2013, there were rumors swirling that OKC wanted to trade up to two to get Victor Oladipo. Uh, 2012, Bradley Beal has recently said on, I think it was all the Smoke podcast, uh, that he was told OKC may be trading up to two or three to select Bradley Beal. Uh, 2010, OKC trade up to get Cole Aldrich. And so that's the past 10 years, there's been six instances that we know of for sure where the Thunder tried to trade up. So it's a, it's a very interesting one. I, I think, like Nick said, I think something's got to give there. So Nick, we're going to start with you again. The next one, and Taylor kind of led us into this one a little bit. Fact or fiction, the Thunder will make a top five selection in the draft. Fiction. Um, I've got this weird feeling that 
the Thunder are going to be sitting there at six. And obviously they're kind of playing the game at this point where it's whoever kind of lands in your lap at six is probably who you take considering this is shifted into a um, kind of a top six draft. I think Presti's kind of fine with that. I think he was anticipating like a lot of us having pick number five. I think that was the highest possibility pick that the Thunder could have had. And Kuminga might've been their guy. And there's a chance he's there at six. And if not, I think Scotty Barnes is also a, a Presti mold kind of guy. Um, just considering, and we've talked about this some too, you look at the last decade of drafts and the top five, there still has not been a class that's produced four all-stars out of that top five. It's mostly two and three guys in the top five become all-stars. That in mind, that's a good just, stat. it just feels so risky to trade into like pick four or trade into pick five. And then, you know, the guy you could have got at six ends up being the better, the, the third or fourth best guy in the class. I think I'm. A, I think that's a great point. Yeah, Taylor, you got fact or fiction? Thunder picking in the top five? Oh, fiction. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I, we'll try not to agree on the entire list, but on this one, I can't really differ from what Nick said. Uh, that was a great stat that you brought up there, Nick. And also, like you said, I think just kind of sitting back and seeing how that top five plays out. Um, I, I'm with you completely. That I think Pressy's fine with either Scotty Barnes or um, Kaminga. Now. There And again, we were talking about this as well earlier today, Jacob, but there is a lot of uh, skepticism and uh, some red flags, I think, from Kaminga that makes you a little worried. Um, probably the, the prospect within that top six with the most unknowns, maybe the most unknown ceiling, which could be extremely high, maybe the highest in this entire class, or a floor that's so low that we're talking about Kaminga, you know, three seasons from now, and he... Uh, is like in a G league for the, on a team, something crazy like that, maybe out of the league. There's literally no telling. Um, but there's so much to do. And again, I think, okay, season in a great spot where they have the luxury of swinging for the fences here. Um, another reason not to trade up and, and use a bunch of assets just to go after like a Suggs or somebody like that. If you can't get paid or green. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's fiction. I, I think, okay, season really good position here particularly given their long-term outlook. I like it. All right, Taylor, let's start with you on the next one then. Uh, we're going to stay in the same mold here. Fact or fiction, the Thunder make two top 10 selections in this draft. Ooh, I like that. Let's, oh, man. Um, and, yeah, let's hey, I, I didn't get to mention it earlier. You were going through the list of possible trade-up candidates. Uh, widely reported that that Sacramento pick at number nine is being shopped. True. That's a good point. Um, I actually didn't read that. I just heard that. And when I was listening to some podcasts earlier today, catching up from uh, my last week when I was gone. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm going back there. I think that's absolutely a range of press we'll be looking at while it might be m- more likely that, you know, trading for example, 16 and 18 to get up to like a 13, like I mentioned, or a 14, which is golden state. Um, maybe more likely, maybe more reasonable. I could see where it's 16, 18, and Presley's willing to throw in another asset, whether that be a young player or whether that be future picks, which is probably the most likely um, to get into that top 10, like you said, whether it's Sacramento, New Orleans, or shoot, if Orlando likes who they got at five enough or if they even move up a little more, like who knows? Maybe even Orlando's willing to part with that eight pick, although that seems a little more unlikely. But let's go ahead and say fact. I like it. Nick, do you agree? Thunder making two top 10 selections? Yep, I, I do agree. I I 
don't know exactly how you get there. There's a bunch of different ways. You know, you mentioned Sacramento. There's Golden State. There's, I think, it'd be a lot of opportunity to move into the top ten, not the top five, but picks. You know, seven through ten. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's something Presty certainly considers. If he's high on our guy Moses Moody, who. Ooh, is he your guy if they trade into the top 10? I think at 10, I'd like Moses. Um, I'm I'm way higher on Jalen Johnson than probably anybody on planet Earth. Um, I, think he's, <laughs> I love it. I think he's probably eight for me, and I like Josh Giddy in that range too. But yeah, Moses Moody, if you get pick 10 or pick 9, I think you definitely got to give him. Nice. Taylor, who's your guy? If Say they traded 9 or 10. Who's your guy there? Uh, I was going to shout out Blaine Buchanan in the chat. Mentions uh, uh, Book Night, and obviously Book Night. I hey, think, uh, that's my guy. Big, big on that's him. my guy. Um, man, I'm trying to think who else. Like, I, I'm not huge. I mean, obviously, I don't like Mitchell or, or Bogner very much. Um, Kai Jones is kind of interesting. I know he had a pretty good combine, but like, I don't think he's uh, top ten though, right? Yeah, right, exactly. And like, hey, um, what about what about our man from Turkey, Alperen Sengun? Yeah, yeah. If uh, if, if Presley's winning a center, uh, I think that makes sense. Uh, again, I, you know, I've talked about him in the past couple podcasts. He, he's a super interesting prospect, uh, and again, another kind of like home home run kind of uh, swing type player. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of some of these other guys. Like, you know, I, you guys know I like JT Thor a lot. Obviously, his teammate Sharif. Uh, Cooper, who had a great um, week this past week, but I don't know if I really feel comfortable taking any of them in the top ten. You, I think you really just got to kind of play it by ear and see again how that, the top of the the draft plays out. I think that'll determine a lot moving forward. But Book Night's a great one. I think that's fair. All right, uh, one of my last draft ones for you guys for the Thunder. Nick, Factor Fiction. The Thunder make over three picks in this draft. Over three. So it's got to be four or higher. Yes, it's got to be four or more. Um, and I'm assuming this is not one of those uh, lingo things like where the Thunder take, make the pick and trade. Like the Thunder, basically the Thunder sign four rookies is what you're saying. Yeah, the Thunder take in four rookies. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we can phrase it like that if you'd like. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say facts because I think four is the number. Um, I think that there's opportunity to have um, a couple solid two-way guys. You know, I, I think there's an argument to be made that there could be a guy, maybe maybe two guys that the Thunder could take in this draft that um, could make the roster in a different season, maybe last season when spots are more available, um, but get some opportunity to play in the G league as part of their development plan. Um, so yeah, I think, I think in some form or fashion that the number four is what I like. So I'll go facts. All right, Taylor, what do you think? So this is the first one we're going to disagree on. I'm, I'm going fiction um, because I think, I think four is a pretty like three and a half is like the perfect over and under. If uh, if we were to set a line on the, a betting line on this bet online, you know, DraftKings, whatever, three and a half picks for for Presti or three and a half players that he ends up with out of the draft, I think is a solid number. I'm going fiction because I think it's going to be three. I think it's going to be whoever he takes there at six. Um, I think he's going to consolidate like we just talked about with sixteen and eighteen and pick somewhere. And that um, that either hopefully another top ten, but at least in the late lottery, right outside the lottery, 
And then I think he'll obviously, you know, he has a, uh, a couple set where he, <laughs> we have a couple seconds as well. Um, so I think he'll end up with three players. Again, there's so much youth on this team still. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, again, you, you kind of go through the roster and it's like, who all do you really want to cut? Um, so I think three is kind of a good number there. I'm going to go fiction. Very good. I think that's fair. Uh, Taylor, we'll start with you on the next one. Nick has kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. But fact or fiction, OKC will sign a free agent this summer. Can be a free agent or a restricted free agent. But the Thunder Ooh. sign a contract to a free agent and bring them in this summer. So does uh, any, like any of the players on the roster currently count? No, new guy. New guy. New not guy. One, not okay. one of their own restricted free agents or free agents. Oh, new guy. That's tough. I'm going to... This is really tough. I'm going to go ahead, ahead and kind of play it safe here. I'm going to say fiction. Um, not just, I mean, again, you, I know it's a little different this time around, um, but there's not a lot of free agents who, who come to OKC, even when you had Russ and KD. Um, and even with that, like, I don't know, Presley's pretty realistic when it comes to that as well. Um, we often see him trying to, to build his teams through either trades or the draft. Um, if there is some, like, free agent that he's after – probably comes well he has a cap space for once this year um but he's typically gone the sign and trade route i'm gonna say fiction i don't think he bring I think they're very much focused on youth again if you run it back with like the youth that you have on this uh, from this past season and we bring in like three rookies at least like we just talked about um i think that's kind of the perfect situation because you have young guys like lou and poku and shay who can continue to develop and play well and actually play a full season. You don't have to like sit them on back-to-backs and, and sit them every other game while still developing these other – KO is another one, and you bring in these other young guys, and, and they develop. But when you're playing that many that much youth and you're playing that many rookies, you're going to be in a pretty good position again come lottery next season. So all that to say, I think Presley's looking at the long view here, and I do not see him bringing in a, a free agent, even you know Lonzo Ball, Markinen, whoever it may be. Nick, you are going to have to repeat the question because my service cut out right in the middle of it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it was fact or fiction. The Thunder will sign a free agent this summer, not one of their own free agents. Like a new Gosh, guy. That's what I figured based on Taylor's answer. Um, I, I think that's that's facts. Um, potential of, of 50 or so million dollars. Um. Looking at their free agents, you've got Mike Muscala, you've got Tony Bradley, you've got Sfimi Hailuk. Even if you sign all three of those guys to hefty deals, you you sure as hell better have a good a good forty, if not more, million left. Um, you got to meet the salary floor. Got to got to make you know something happen with that money. So I would say fact. Okay, very good. I like it. Nick, we'll start with you on the next one. Fact or fiction? This I this one kind of makes me sad. Fact or fiction? <laughs> one of Shea Gilgis Alexander, Lou Dort, Alexei Pokashevsky, or Darius Baisley is traded by the start of the season. Fiction. Um, we've very rarely seen, you know. Obviously, in a certain situation, like if the deal is too too good to pass up, you you take the deal for for a guy like one of those guys. But 
history tells us Presti rarely gives up on his young guys on their rookie scale deal. I think Terrence Ferguson is one of the only guys we've seen that happen to in like recent, recent history. Obviously you look back a little bit further and it's happened more, but in the past five years could be wrong here. Call me out if I am. Um, Preston didn't really give up or, or trade guys on their rookie scale deals all that often. So I'm going to say. Very good. Taylor. Who were, uh, say the players one more time, Baisley. Hoku. Dort yep. and Shea. Okay. Um, and you're saying factor fiction, one of them will be traded? Correct. By the end of the season? Okay. No, by the yeah, start I'm, of the season. Oh, by the start of the season. Then I'm definitely going fiction. Even if you would have said by the end of the – or by trade deadline this upcoming February, I guess it will be February. We're back on normal schedule again. Um, I still would have said fiction there. I I mean, if Baisley does make sense to move on from, especially if you end up with a Scotty Barnes or a Kaminga. With that being said, I, I'm not worried about any of them all playing together. Uh, again, the way the Thunder are playing, quote unquote, positionless basketball. Um, we've already talked about Scotty and even Kaminga. You could play small ball five. Uh, we've already have seen Baisley play some small ball five. All of that to say, um, regardless of how some of the fans may feel about Baisley, um, I know Presti or at least from what we've heard, from what we've seen, um, what we've heard from Preston himself, I think he thinks very highly of Baisley. Uh, also, Baisley and Shea are very close. And I know, like, look, when it comes down to it, basketball's a business. And, I mean, we saw Homie go. It's not like uh, Preston's not going to trade somebody if they're Shea's friend. But I don't know. Just all the – taking all that into consideration, I really think it'd be rare for – it. it I, I don't see Preston trading Basley. And I think of all those players that you mentioned, he would be the most likely to be traded. So I'm going fiction. All right. I like it. Taylor, we'll stay with you for the next one. Another Thunder roster question. Fact or fiction? Kemba Walker starts the season in an OKC jersey. This is a fun one. Oh, man. Um, So, you know, playing it safe, um, one could say fact here, but I'm going fiction. Ooh, um, I like it. Just, I, I I don't know. I think with all the craziness that is the NBA draft and um, also just like taking into consideration the craziness of this past season as well. Um, I, I know he has that injury history, but I know there's also some, some teams out there that could like taking a chance on, on Kimba and uh, would be willing to get off some, some salary in return. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting or it is going to be very interesting to see what Preston can get for Kemba. But uh, I'm going to go, I guess, a little spicy here and say that Kemba's not going to play for OKC. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Nick, how do you feel about that? It's hard to argue. Um, it's it's one of those things that neither direction would shock you. Like he could get traded yeah. tomorrow and you're like, ah. Of course, like, why would he play for the Thunder? He could also play the entire season, and you would say, ah, part of Presti's plan. He wanted to revitalize his image. Um, I'm going to go just to counteract Taylor. I'm going to say he does play for the Thunder in the upcoming season. Um, I think a lot of teams will look at the fact that Boston had to give up assets to get rid of him. Um, I think it's also obvious that if the Thunder were making a deal um, for Kemba, they, the Celtics were, were certainly hitting the phone lines, calling other teams as well. It wasn't like, hey, let's call Oklahoma City, and if they say yes, we're not calling anybody else. If, if another team really wanted Kemba that bad, at that point when he was traded, there was probably only eight teams left in the playoffs. So, what, 22 other teams had the opportunity to trade for him? I think they would have done it if that was really something they wanted to do. Of course, they could strike out in free agency and their entire game plan could change. But I think given what what Oklahoma City got to acquire him in pick number 16, which is super underrated, I think that it's going to be tough to get rid of him until teams see him be a little bit healthier. So this is a – sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that's a great point, Nick. And I, I think you hit on everything that I wanted to say about a Kimball Walker trade. Uh, the one, the the really the two things are those teams that weren't able to trade for him because they were still they were still in the playoffs. Some of those are some teams that might make sense, and being bounced in the playoffs maybe changes their perspective. Uh, I think Philly specifically, and then like you mentioned, teams that strike out in free agency. I'm thinking like the New York Knicks, the Miami Heat type of type of teams. Uh, so as as the summer goes on, it's going to be interesting to see how. Uh, team's outlook changes from when this trade happened in mid-June to how teams are feeling in mid-August uh, and if that changes their tune on what they want to do with with a possible Kemba Walker trade. So that's fascinating. I, I was just going to say, I guess, just really quickly, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but uh, Christian Winfield of New York Daily, I, I, don't, I, I feel bad. I, I forget who he's with now. I've, I've followed him for a long time. Um, he came out with a report saying that he, and I trust him. I've trusted his reporting in the past. He's never wanted to throw out just like super hot takes or anything. Uh, it's usually smaller news that ends up being pretty accurate. So for what it's worth, he reported that he has a source saying that um, a Kimba trade is imminent. However, when you keep reading in the article, obviously that's the one that's in the headlines. If you keep reading the article, um, he mentions uh, imminent being could happen this off season or maybe into the season. And it's like, well, that's, we already knew that. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure what they define, you know, imminent as. Imminent <laughs> is very subjective, I guess. Imminent huh? before the trade deadline in February. Uh, yeah, right, right. Anyways. Awesome. Well, the last factor fiction that I have for you guys, and then we're going to hit some of the ones uh, in the chat as well. We have some people waiting to request to speak as well. Uh, so we'll get them up and have them ask their factor fictions. 
My last one for you two, though. Nick, fact or fiction? The Phoenix Suns will be NBA champions. Oh, I like this one. Jeez, you're asking me this as we're getting reports that Giannis is out <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Um, shoot, man. For what it's worth, he drafted the, all these before before the injury. Sure, <laughs> injury happened right when we jumped on. I still think the Bucks pull it out in this series, and I still think the Bucks win it all. Um, so I'm going to say fiction. All right, Taylor, Phoenix Suns, NBA champs, fact or fiction? I'm going fact. Um, I think. Hey. They, I mean, look, I think the Clippers. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they win tomorrow night. But I still think Phoenix gets it done. I think they get it done game seven at home, which would be a blast. And then, I mean, obviously, now that we have the Giannis news, that, that definitely changes things. But just because I'm a little biased in moving for the Suns, I still think they would have done it anyway. So uh, give me the Suns as NBA champs for this season. Chris Paul getting his first ring. I love it. I love it. I think I'm going with Phoenix as well. All right. Well, those are all the factor fictions I had for you guys. But here in the chat on the Green Room app, we have a handful of them we're going to go through. And if any of you guys in the chat here want to hop up and ask your factor fiction in person, please hit that request to speak button. We'll get you on here. But let's scroll back and look through here. Nate Sanders asks, factor fiction, one Thunder rookie will be top three in rookie of the year voting for the 2021-22 NBA season. That's a fun one. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, so basically we're saying whoever they pick it with that sixth pick or if they do somehow happen to trade up again uh, or shoot, maybe even um, in like the t- top 12 or who knows. <sighs> top three in rookie of the year voting. I'm going to say fiction. Um, just taking the odds on that one. That's really, that's a fun question though. I like that. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. That's that's really, really tough considering some of the guys that are not going to be on the Thunder. It would be awesome. Um, and, and the question was was Rookie of the Year, correct? Not making yeah. a all-rookie team. Correct. Rookie of the okay. Year. Top three and Rookie of the Year. I will go on the limb and say I think it's a damn lock that whoever Presti takes with the, with the first pick the Thunder have will be on an all-rookie team. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. This will be a fun question to to revisit um, after the draft and we see who the Thunder actually end up with, too. Yeah. uh, Let me tell you guys, the Thunder don't have to worry about getting top three rookie of the year because Thunder rookie Scotty Barnes is is getting rookie (laughs) of the year. All right. All right. Leave me alone. Uh, Next one, Darian Hauser asks Fact or fiction? Thunder only make one first round pick. In the upcoming draft, one Nick, that is that fact or is that fiction? You cut out again. Repeat, please. Oh, Darian says the Thunder will make only one selection in the draft. Oh wow! Um, I'm going to say fiction, but if that were a fact, something major went down. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I hope that's a fact because that would be. A lot of fun. You're, I, I see what Ryan was getting at, and it's exactly what you just mentioned, Nick. 
That would mean that Pressy packages all of his picks in this draft plus whatever additional assets to trade probably into the top three. Top number four, maybe, but at least top three. And um, yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. But again, just taking the odds, I'm gonna have to go fiction. All right, very good. Kiwi Greg in the chat asks factor fiction. Here's a fun one. The Clippers will win the NBA title and Paul George is finals MVP. Oof. Oh, I already said that the Suns were going to win it, so uh, I'm going to have to go fiction. Yeah. my guns. I said Bucks, so that's not theoretically <laughs> possible either. However, um, just to make it more of a fun argument, um, every year I, I feel like there is conversation around um, do you change the finals MVP award and do something more holistic like NBA playoff MVP. Um, I think that would be super fun because every year it seems like that it's is, just yeah. the, the, the best player on the team that wins it all, and that's not necessarily the best player of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I would argue Paul George would be up there for playoff or postseason MVP more holistically, and it's it's great to see because he's been, he's been shit on, for lack of a better term, for the past. Playoff P, baby. He's real now. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Hey, I, I like that idea. That's fun. All right, Nick, let's start with you on this next one. Blaine Buchanan in the chat. This is a fun one. Fact or fiction, the Ball brothers will be teammates next season. I'm going to say fiction only because I selfishly have the opinion that Oklahoma City should throw more money than New Orleans can match and pick up Lonzo Ball because I think he is the absolute perfect guard next to Shea and I think with the Thunder's draft positioning now changes everything on on perspective of guards I think at this point you're pretty much guaranteed a forward of some sort Um, why not go throw money at a guy like Lonzo Ball Um, don't have to give up any assets it's the first time the Thunder have had cap space in shoot a decade go go get a guy that fits next to Shea perfectly Gosh, I mean, Lonzo, yeah, you're right. If you end up with a Scotty Barnes or a Kaminga, you could go after a Lonzo. <laughs> we, all, we already know Lamelo. I mean, Lamelo played for the Blue. Um, I don't know. Maybe LiAngelo. With OKC. LiAngelo, LiAngelo played for sorry, the, the Blue, buddy. Not Lamelo. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, going back to the facts of fiction, yeah, going back to the fact of fiction, um, I do not think Lamelo and, um, wow, and Lonzo will be playing together next season. That's a fun would, one, though. I like that would a lot. Would be cool. Would be cool. Uh, we have a uh, speaker request. Marcus is jumping up on stage. Marcus, you got a factor fiction for us? Yeah, just uh, something popped in my head after uh, listening to that. So, factor fiction: the uncontested will sponsor the one-on-one game between Michael Jordan and uh, Lamar Ball whenever we <laughs> sign Lonzo. <laughs> I love it. I'll answer this one. That's a damn fact. We're printing up T-shirts. We'll get we're doing we're doing the we're doing the whole thing, baby. <laughs> Live pod after uh, Lavar versus Michael Jordan. Nick, are you in? Yep i uh, I would love I would love to see that happen live. Um, like Taylor said, we would absolutely get credentialed for that event, and <laughs> I will show up in a Lavar Ball jersey. Screw a T-shirt. What jersey number? 69. Oh, hell yeah. I like what I hear, Nick. Awesome. Oh, Thanks for the 
Sorry, go I, ahead, Marcus. I, I, I think uh, Lavar would go with either forty-five or twenty-three, just to just to do some trolling. <laughs> that is probably very true. Thanks for the question, Marcus. Uh, last one in the chat, I believe, uh, are uh, Taylor's own brother, Hayden Peterson, in the chat says, "Fact or fiction? Kaminga makes all rookie team next season." Nick, I do believe so. Um, you are very high on Kaminga. I I am. I am, I've been high on Kaminga for a long, 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 long time. Um, I think that, especially considering he's going to go top six, and this is the case for really any rookie, you're going to get a lot of opportunity to play a ton of minutes. That being said, in Orlando, it's a pretty crowded front court. That would that would be a little bit different of a story, but I am high on Kuminga. I think he is vastly getting underrated. I think if he went and played for Duke or, you know, some blue blood school a year in college, he would same same thing with Jalen Green. They would both be um, looked at more highly. You know, he had a small sample size in the G League and, you know, you're judging a guy off his three point percentage in 14 games. Like, I think there's a lot more to him than we've even gotten close to seeing. All right, so you I, have a making all rookie team. Taylor, thoughts? I really think Kaminga um, is going to be a great player. Uh, the skepticism is fair. Um, I, I see the red flags as well, but with a guy like that, I'm always willing to take a gamble on a home run home run swing, uh, regardless of the team he ends up on, unless he ends up with the Sacramento Kings or something. <laughs> um, I, I think he will be an all rookie team. That's a fun question, though. I like it. Very good. All I've right, got well, a, I've got a quick um, just kind of parody thing I've been thinking about. Um, there is a a prospect, Marcus Bagley. It's going to be so, so funny ooh. when Marcus Bagley, who's projected in the second round, ends up being better than Marvin Bagley, who is a top five yes. pick. Are they, they're not siblings, are they? Okay. I didn't think so, but I thought that would be funny. Uh, it's going to be a real funny curve, one. Both brother. of them are in, are in Oklahoma deep. City in a month. Ooh, I, I would love to go take a flyer on Marvin Bagley. I mean, man, so Nick, I, I am totally with you. And uh, fellow Blue Wire podcaster Brendan Nunez, who does the King's Pulse podcast, brought up the idea of just sending Bagley to Oklahoma City's cap space for like a second rounder so the Kings could open up enough of their own money to re-sign oh, Rashawn yeah. Holmes. Hot take. Yeah. Hot take. I'd give him 18. Yeah. If, if, if that was the requirement. I, I Honestly, I think at this point, just with the toxicity level of that, it, that situation out in Sacramento, you send 34 and 36 or 35 and 36, whatever it is that the Thunder have there in that range, I think that gets you Bagley straight up. I mean, you would, you would have to absorb him into cap space. But I take a flyer. Yeah, I. He, he's I, he's got all the presty, high draft pick, thought highly of in college, bad situation in the league, needs an image rebuild, could use some development to get out of the limelight. It, it fits everything that Presty does. Hey. Leon Waiters and his Cantor, Nerlens Noel. Especially now that your guy, uh, Zach Collins, has re-injured, refractured his foot. Oh, um, yeah. My man just needs to amputate at this point. <laughs> I, get, a pro, you, get a prosthetic. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. If Oklahoma City were to trade for Marvin Bagley, I would be the biggest stan on the podcast by a mile. 
I love it. Hey, uh, I mean, if you can get Marvin Bagley to buy in and like not be a jackass and get his dad to shut the hell up on Twitter, which I know <laughs> are a handful of big things, but that's a really fun pick and pop, pick and roll partner with Shea. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, very versatile on that end. Hey, by the way, Nate makes a good. I didn't realize this. Nate is correct. Marcus is Marvin's brother. There you go. Ah, I don't you. know. I don't know why that connection hasn't been more brought to the limelight, but yeah, they are indeed brothers. I hope the Kings draft him just despite their father. Oh, there's literally <laughs> no chance the Kings draft him. What would be funnier though is if Oklahoma City sent pick 34 and then they used pick 34 on him. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ugh, awesome. Well, guys, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much to everybody who hopped on Green Room Live with us to hang out this evening. Always a blast. We appreciate you guys so much. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, hey, thank you so much for downloading our show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast from. If you'd be so kind, drop a five-star rating while you're at it. That would mean a ton to us. Helps the podcast become more visible. More people see it. We get more downloads. Our show gets better. It's just a good thing to be out there in the world with more five-star ratings. So if you would, please take a few moments out of your day and just hit those five stars. We will be back with you guys again for our Friday Green Room Hangout. So make sure you download the app. You join us Friday afternoon and evening as we hop on here and just have some general NBA chat and hang out and talk about playoff basketball, the draft, and everything else. And then this weekend, our Sunday 9 p.m. live stream will actually not be happening because Sunday night is the 4th of July. So we'll probably shift that to a Saturday live stream. We're still trying to line all of our schedules up. Uh, But as soon as we get that solidified, we will make sure to post it on all of our social media channels. So make sure you're following us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram so you can get that information once we drop it. That's all I got for you guys. Enjoy the rest of your week, especially if you're in Oklahoma City. Try not to drown. (laughs) We will talk to you guys on Friday. Until then, and as always, let's go Scotty Barnes. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.